You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, we have Nate Christian and Chevin Nooney, and joined in the background by a producer, sad boy Sean Fournier. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? Oh, man. I'm doing better than Sean. That's all I know. Sean's really extra pouty tonight. It's Taco Tuesday at the Fournier household, and he's pouty. You guys, you have to look on Instagram. There's this thing. It's called White People Taco Night. <laughs> it is the funniest thing. <laughs> I'll find it and send it to everybody. But when I saw it, I thought of Sean right away. So... Hopefully, everybody is doing good, and you know why I'm doing really good tonight? Why? Because rookie draft season is almost here. Ooh. If you play Debbie, you're already drafting. Yes. Stop it. But in regular Dynasty Leagues, has anybody done their rookie drafts yet, Chev, Nate? I have not. No. Okay. So I also refuse to even talk about the draft until people start paying. So That's a good point. I'm just tired of it, especially because, you know, we use um, League Safe and people are like, oh, I'll Venmo you. It's like, no, because then I get hit. Like, if I put the whole league fee in, I mm-hmm. get hit the percentage of that. Like, I shouldn't have to pay for that. No, that's a good point. I, I totally yeah. agree. I'm trying to be more frugal. I'm trying to be more like Nate. Oh, thank you. <laughs> because my wife spends money like it's going out of style. Because she does not know about draft steals and worst values, which is what we are talking about today. Rookie drafts are here. Who's a good deal? Who's a terrible deal? We're going to tell you. So we're not drafting yet, but you guys, you need to be prepared. You need to be aware of some of these values, who's overvalued, who's undervalued. And if there's players that are falling or ascending for a reason, we're going to let you know why. It's important to spot those differences. So these are not meant to be late round guys. We're doing that next week. These are guys who we think the value is good or less good. That's a word or a phrase. In the first, second, or third rounds, who's a steal and who's a terrible value? Let's get to it. So, Chev, I know Nate hates going first, so he's going to go first today. Nate, who Perfect. is your steal? Yes, yes. Nate, why do you hate going first? Or is it just when you don't have enough time to be fully prepared? Um, I believe it was one time when I just – decided that I didn't want to go first because I thought that I would be better coming on the, the backside. Don't, don't gosh. Oh, Sean, can just you write that down three minutes and three seconds? I think that was right around there. So, you know what? We're going to put that in the vault right next to this one. Takes oh my God. It's over. Anyway. I I some I sometimes like to be the anchor, okay, in the argument, and that's all I thought one time, and then you just ran with it. So here we are, relentlessly ran with it. But Nate, who is your steal and why? Yeah, so looking at DLF uh, ADP, looking at keep trade cut, um, what is going on with us letting Tajay Spears fall back to the back half? Not only the back half, but almost the very final pick, almost of the second round. This is a guy that was sitting here before the Senior Bowl when. You know, fantasy football Twitter was starting to get on Tajay Spears a little bit and he started to make some noise. And we're like, okay, this guy is like an early third round pick now. And then he blows up the senior bowl. He, you know, does great at the combine. Teams are looking at him with day two draft capital. And we've let him fall to the 211. 
you know, to the 210, the 212. This is a guy that when he's drafted day two, he's going to have opportunity. He's going to have efficiency that is going to, you know, put his value at an early second round pick because mm-hmm. running backs are valuable. And I know this this class has running back depth, but you want to get your guy. And by the by the back part of the second round, I expect that well to dry up. I think this is this value is going to fly up the board after the draft. So I think he's a he's a great guy right now to target if you are in any kind of league where you are doing your rookie drafts now and maybe you're in a debbie league and the rookie's already in go target ty j spears this is a guy that is going to be getting drafted closer to where devon a chain is getting drafted right now closer to where sean tucker's getting drafted right now Um, he's not a tier below those other small burners at the running back position uh ty j spears even though he comes from tulane he's right up there with those other guys um, with a minimum of 172 rushing attempts, and I, I chose that number because it was 50% of the uh, most rushing attempts by anybody in the country in uh, college football last year. So basically, I just wanted to look at workhorse running backs. Who had the most? Um, I, I believe it was Dwayne McBride, right? I believe so, maybe. I think so. He did lead the NCAA in rushing last year, too. Yeah. Well, of those running backs that met the threshold in the power five group of five in the, in the NCAA last year, FBS, sorry. He was second in the nation with yards after contact with 4.55 yards after contact on average. And, and this is a guy we're talking about. It's five foot nine, but because of his agility and his ability to slip out of tackles, he's able to create yards after contact consistently and create explosive plays. Third was B. John Robinson with 4.71. That's a quite large gap between second and third there. Fifth was Tank Bigsby with 4.16, and sixth was Charbonnet with 4.15. I will say, Mike, number one was Dwayne McBride. Also, I do want to just correct you. Bijan Robinson was 4.17, not 4.71. Oh, sorry. I did mess that up. Thank you. We, for... don't, we don't need the YouTube pitchforks coming out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for, for fixing that. He was also tied ninth with uh, 21 runs of 15 yards or more, which is tied with Kendra Miller and B. John Robinson. 25th in the nation with 22 receptions last year, so he has the ability to contribute on passing downs. With day two draft capital coming in, this is a guy that you're going to want to target at the beginning half of the second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited about Tajay Spears. Like, really, really yeah. excited about this guy. And I like Dwayne McBride. He's been my dude all offseason. I like Tajay Spears better. He's a better receiver. Yeah. So I love it. Love where your mind's at here. Chev, let's talk about some bad value now. Who is your worst value? By the way, I agree with who it is, but you're going to expand on it. Yeah, my worst value right now is going to be Roshan Johnson. I just have him lower than a lot of the other players. Uh, a couple of players are going below him in this DLF. Um, ADP is Dalton Kincaid, Ty J Spears, Tank Bigsby. I just think those guys have shown a little bit more to me that, you know, they have better game. Dalton Kincaid is a guy that I truly love. I think he is the tight end one of this class, and he's somebody that can make plays down the field. He can be a possession tight end if he needs to be. He's a guy that can just really do it all. Can blocking get a little bit better? Absolutely. But, you know, we're not – I'm not too worried about it. I think he does just fine in that that part of the game. But – I don't know. I just don't see Roshan Johnson being above some of these guys at this point. I don't really have too much to say about Roshan Johnson because I think he is a good player. I think maybe he is a little slept on. Some people are saying he's going to be a little bit higher in the draft than we're supposed to be expecting. But at this point, from my film progress that I've seen, I I really love Ty J Spears, who's going behind him. 
Dalton Kincaid, who's not even in the two-round ADP, which is insane to me. Mm-hmm. And Tank Bigsby is falling right behind that. I know we'll talk about him a little bit later, but I just feel Roshan Johnson is just a little bit too high in this draft. Third round, okay, I can see that. I'm perfectly fine with him in a third round somewhere, but second round, pick 208, it's just a little too rich for me at this point. Now, this all could change. I mean, this, we're doing this before the draft happens. This is going to change possibly in in the next few weeks or after the draft. It could change. But right now, from the film analysis, I just don't have him that high. Do you think that Roshan Johnson is a day three pick or a day two pick? Uh, I mean, people are saying day two. I, if I had to look at my film, it would be day three. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll probably go day two. I don't know. It sounds like it. It sounds like people that are smarter than me have been in the NFL draft game longer than me are saying he's going to. But for me, I have him day three at this point. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what you're saying. Like, you know, talent wise, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a, it's a four, he's like a fourth rounder. You know, it's not, not like an undrafted free agent or anything like that. I think yeah. Roshan Johnson very solid, but at the end of the day, the upside just is lacking compared to some of these other wide receivers that we we really do expect to go day two and have you know NFL opportunities. Mm-hmm. Roshan Johnson, I know he's going to get this comparison quite a bit, but almost like uh, like a, like a Brian Robinson. You know, mm-hmm. Ryan Robinson was a day two pick. Uh, he was a day two pick, but I think this is a stronger running back class, which I think pushes mm-hmm. a guy like Roshan Johnson down to the fourth round. It doesn't yeah. help. He had to play behind Bijan. Yeah, like, that's true. That, that's that's terrible. You don't want to have your film. <laughs> be highlighted or de-highlighted, I guess, if that's even a word, behind Bijan, because that's that's really what happened. You got to see Bijan, and then you got to see him play, and it's like, you know, he's good, but, man, he's not Bijan good, yeah. which sucks. So according to NFLMockDraftDatabase.com, which if you were on Twitter and you see, like, look at my mock draft that I did for a specific team, that's where you go to do it. In case anyone's wondering, um, I've done it a few times. It's actually pretty fun. I've been known for messing with ADP, however. Uh, but Roshan Johnson, as of right now, is a projected fourth-round pick, which I think is very fair for a yeah. player like Roshan Johnson. If the Eagles drafted Roshan Johnson in the fourth round, I'd be like, okay, I'm fine with that in the fourth round. Yep. If they drafted him in the second round, I wouldn't be as happy. But um, I agree with you, Chev. So let's move on. And my steal. This is based on DLF's ADP. This is March the month that we are in 2023 rookie superflex ADP. Most of the stuff we talk about here on the dynasty rewind is superflex unless noted otherwise. Okay. Yep. Just want everybody to know that. So my steal is Cartavius tank Bigsby. He's ranked 23rd, which is the two eleven. He's running back 10. What are we doing? Mm. What are we doing? Okay. What's going on here? This is a guy who could be a three-down banger in the NFL. Everybody wants a bell cow. Everybody wants a bell cow. So what are you going to do? You're going to put Sean Tucker, who didn't test anywhere for anything. Doesn't tell anybody why. You're going to put Zach Evans, who is he's more afraid of contact than the guy I work with is afraid of women. You're going to put these people ahead of Tank Bigsby, who will run through a wall. Okay. You're you're wilding. That's all I have to say to you. He's currently the 23rd player taken off the board and deal off smart JD. Please super flex. Like I said, that equates to the 211. Oh, the skill set, I think he could be a three down back in the NFL. We all want bell cows. So you're going to take two down backs ahead of him. 
do you, whatever. I'll take Tang, Tank and win the ship. Mm-hmm. So Zach Charbonnet is the current RB3. Tank Bigsby is running back 10. And I like both. Although according to the the video that we did, the comparison, I like Charbonnet a little bit better. But I think they're very, very similar runners. I'm going to take the value dip on a guy like Tank. Why draft Charbonnet that high? Running back three, we take Tank Bigsby later. That is a steal upon steal upon steal. And before everybody tells me how stupid I am, this is DLF's ADP. That is what I am going off of. Okay, so that's what it is. You know what? Let's go on mock draft that database real quick and let's see where Tank Bigsby is going. I'll do this as quick as humanly possible. Thank you, Mike. Do 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 so, do 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 do. I do have a question. So in in the DLF ADP here, yep. Marvin Mims is mm. ranked at 17, so 205. He's too high, I think. Are you wanting He's- Tank or him at this point? I'll take Tank. Tank, tank all yeah, day. I think Tank's a late first-round pick. I mean, we're talking about a guy that can be a three-down workhorse, like Mike said. And I think with his receiving ability, I mean, he was he was one of the better receiving backs, actually, in the NCAA last year to go along with great rushing ability, great explosiveness. He's a guy that's tested really well throughout the whole process as well. He's got the SEC pedigree. He really checks every single box through the NFL. He does. But fans are just not about it. And I mm-hmm. think... When the NFL draft rolls around, everyone's going to see that the M- NFL really likes Tank Bigsby, and y'all should have called up by now. Yeah. I ask because you guys are like Marvin Mims. You guys really do like him. You guys I do are like Marvin Mims. Him, so I I mean, I'll, I'll take Marvin Mims at the 207, but I already took Tank Bigsby at the 107. Yeah. And I like I like Marvin Mims. If I had to choose between the two, I could find another Marvin Mims in this draft. I could just take Jaden Reed a little bit later. I think they're a little bit comparable. I think Marvin Mims has some of the best hands in the class. At me if you want. I don't care. Tank Bigsby is currently projected a third-round pick, which, like Nate said before, this class is deep at running back. He should. He probably would have been a second-round pick in other years. He's projected a third-round pick this year. Again, the Eagles took Tank Bigsby in the third round. Oh, sign me up for that. I'll yeah, take well, him like, over Johnson. The Vikings are looking to move on from Dalvin Cook and select mm-hmm. Tank Bigsby in the third round. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter if it goes second or third round. If he gets a s- decent landing spot with a path to opportunity where a team's invested in him, you have to look at that. And with his skill set and frame, he's easily a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I have to – if he's going somewhere where, like, they're going to let Dalvin Cook play out this year and then it's Tank Show next year – I'll throw him in the taxi squad. I don't care. Sign me up for that, by all means. Oh, and I mean, he, he would start five games when Dalvin Cook's on the bench. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, Nate, I thought about this guy for my worst value, but I'm glad that you put him on here because I went all running backs today. We'll get to me a little bit later. Who is your worst value? Yeah, one of the worst values on the board right now, I think, is Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver of Tennessee. And... You know, to everyone who enjoys Jalen Hyatt, I enjoy Jalen Hyatt. I was a huge fan of him throughout this this college season. What he did to Alabama, what he was doing with Tennessee, I loved it. I was pushing pushing the program with him early on that he was one of the top wide receivers in the NCAA. Now, just because he's one of the best wideouts in college football does not mean he's one of the best NFL prospects. It doesn't work equal like that. It's not a one-for-one transition into the NFL. Jalen Hyatt is a really, really good speedster. He's a great down-the-field threat, and if you know how to use him, he is so good at what he does, that one thing he does so well that he can 
blow the top off the defense. He can create those big explosive plays. He can be the guy that can change the play, change the game, put the team on his back, make it happen. He did it for Tennessee this year against Alabama with five touchdowns against them. Jalen Hyatt is that guy, but only in that capacity as far as I believe, based off of watching his film, looking at what he did. A lot of his plays, while he did, does so well at creating deep separation, you know, a lot of the times he is kind of schemed open whether he's he's exploiting mismatches where in the Alabama game, he was lined up against a safety a lot of the times and Alabama just decided they were not going to mess with that matchup. They wanted the safety on Jalen Hyatt for whatever reason. And he just kept burning them. And you know, Jalen Hyatt still has to go out there and run a, you know, a four, 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 three or whatever and burn the safety. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a little bit harder to do that five times in the NFL when the coaches are going to absolutely change that matchup. So Jalen Hyatt, while he's being drafted right now at the back end of the first round, early second, I think he's more of a mid to late second round pick. He's a wide receiver who I think is going to be really inconsistent fantasy football wise on a week to week basis with his down the field ability. He's going to be using the NFL that way. I think he's going to be a better NFL player than fantasy football player. His ability to stretch the field is going to really help out a team. I thought a team like the Dallas Cowboys before they drafted uh, Brandon Cooks could really use him because they need to stretch the field. I think another team will find, you know, that Jalen Hyatt really fits that role really well. And you're going to have, you know, some great performances in best ball. But I think on a week-to-week basis, yeah. you're going to be let down if you're drafting him at the back half of the first round. So right now, if I'm looking at wide receiver, I would rather have a guy like Josh Downs, who I think is going to have a high-volume role out of the slot for some kind of team. He's an incredible route runner. He's good out of the slot, creates yards after the catch. Josh Downs is going to be a guy that teams are going to target more often than Jalen Hyatt throughout his career. If you're looking outside of wide receiver, guys like Tank Bigsby, Dalton Kincaid, who we've already talked about tonight, are also guys I would rather have in the early second than Jalen Hyatt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And I, like you said, you touched on, I think he's going to be a better overall best ball player than a consistent guy to stick in your lineup week in and week out. Yep. Agree 100%. Chef, who do you have for a steal? I'm looking at the show sheet. Loving it, by the way. But uh, why don't you tell us who it is? Yeah, I was, uh, Dalton Kincaid is one of mine, not even in the top 24 in DLF's ADP. To me, honestly, I could take him from 201 to 205, and I would be – absolutely thrilled because i'm getting a guy that has absolutely incredible hands can play down the field can be a short reception guy all the talent in the world to be a good tight end in the nfl and i can't wait to see where he gets drafted it's going to be incredible to see how he plays in the nfl i think he has a lot of upside and i look forward to that the guy that i really want to talk about is kendra miller he's a guy that is being drafted 19th and it's 207 I think that's way too late for him. He's a guy that I truly have really high in this in this process. I think he's RB4 for me at the moment. I, I just think he has he's a good size back. He uses his power well to gain extra yards. And you know, he's a he's a guy that, you know, maybe he's not gonna be the most flashy, but he's gonna have good patience, good vision. He's gonna find the holes that he needs to go through, and he's gonna make big plays. He can make people miss. But my favorite thing is probably when he bounces off tacklers and continues to rush down the field, man. I mean, he just keeps the feet moving. Really love him. I think he's going to be a good back in the NFL. Obviously, we can't wait to see where he lands. But, you know, I feel like a lot of these guys are just so up in the air because I have them pretty ranked similarly. So I'm kind of just waiting on where are these guys getting drafted? Is he getting second-round draft capital? Is he getting third-round draft capital? Is he getting fourth-round draft capital? Like, I feel like that's going to be a big change in the next coming weeks. But he's another guy that 
I know it's probably a little high for everybody, but I would be fine taking him 201 to 205. Mm-hmm. I truly believe in his talent. Him going at 207, if you can get him there, that's incredible. If you have to take him earlier, I am perfectly fine with it. He just seems to be a guy that, you know, I drafted him way late in C2C this last year and had no idea who he was. I asked Nate, hey, man, what about this Kendrick Miller guy? He's like, oh, great pick. Had no clue. Not a, not a clue in the world. So this guy maybe wasn't known to be the dog at TCU this last year, but, you know, he showed out big this last year, and he showed that he has incredible talent. So Kendrick Miller is my guy. I think he's just way too high right now. I think he can go a little bit lower in this ADP. Mm-hmm. Miller is currently a projected fourth round pick, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, although I think that's a little late for him. Yeah. For the record, Dalton Kincaid is a projected first round pick to the Green Bay Packers. Exactly. If he so gets first he, round draft capital, you're getting a steal. At, if yeah, he gets five. first round draft capital, especially to the Packers with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, you're not a Jet yet. Okay, buddy. Um, I mean, all they have on their roster right now is Josiah DeGora. Maybe you want to go and try to get Josiah DeGore late in case they don't get a tight end. He was a draft round, he was a draft pick, mid-round draft pick of this current regime. Could be a really good cheap buy right there. I have him in a few spots. I'm holding on to him for that specific reason. But if Kincaid goes to the Packers in the first, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate drafting the guy at the 110 if I had it. I'd be fine with that there, depending on who else was on the board. I'll wait Especially for a tight end premium. Yeah, for sure. He might not even be there at 110, to be honest with you. And I think he is. T- I agree with you, Jeff. I think he's tight end one. I like him better than um, than Michael Mayer. I think Michael Mayer is fine. But w- watching his film, I wasn't super impressed. He's Michael Mayer is actually my tight end three, for what it's worth. And if you want my full tight end rankings, patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Sign up for the five or ten dollars here, or is it just ten dollars here? Side, just side, just give me your money. And I'll tell you who I like better for tight end. <laughs> Demo me one dollar, and I'll tell you which tight ends I like the best because I am, according to Sad Boy Sean Fournier, Mike the underappreciated tight end whisperer. You know what? I'll take that. All right. So my worst value is Sean Tucker. You know what? So I think about Sean Tucker. He's currently the 15th player off the board, which is the 203 with all the things we haven't seen him do this offseason, which is everything. Why is he still so high? Why? I don't I don't get it. Look, he put a lot of good stuff on the film, but one thing that really stands out to me, there was a game this year where Syracuse was, they were in it with Clemson. And you know who wasn't getting the ball? Their best player, Sean Tucker. Why not? I don't understand. He was healthy at that point. At this point, I would rather trade back for some value. Kendra Miller at the 207. Chev likes Kendra Miller. Guess what? So do I. I think Nate does too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Roshan Johnson at the 28. Tashay Spears at the 29. Talked about Tank Bigsby. Where I'd also take some non running backs like Dalton Kincaid at the 301 or Cedric Tillman at the 305. So I think Tucker should be at this point getting drafted later. Than a guy like Tank Bigsby. I could see him possibly getting drafted ahead of a guy like Roshan Johnson. Tucker is a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more athletic than Roshan Johnson, but I just I don't get it. I don't understand some of these running back rankings, just having a guy like Tank so low and Sean Tucker so high. And even Zach Evans, you think he's the 206? I think he was. I didn't put him on this list because I didn't want to talk about Zach Evans too much. Yet here we are. 
So that's how it goes. Yeah, it do be like that sometimes. Um, I just want to hear more about Sean Tucker, like what's going on. I think it's really hard for us to like talk about him without really knowing. I mean, this guy could maybe never play the game again, or he could just have something very minimal. I mean, I pray that it's nothing insane where he can't play, because, I mean, obviously this dude is very passionate. I mean, he tweets after every stinking game, says his stats, what he could do better. Like, it's obviously a guy that cares. So you're hoping for the best, but – it's really hard to evaluate a guy that, you know, we haven't seen. Like Ty J Spears we talked about. He's been putting on an absolute clinic this offseason. Yep. He's showing you exactly what you need to see, and that's why you see him bump up. You know, it's kind of recency bias. You got to put on a show, do some work, and it's sadly that just has not happened for Sean Tucker in this offseason. Yeah, I – you know, I was looking all over to see why he didn't participate in anything. Nobody knows anything. Not yet. It's just, I'm sure something will come out at some point, mm-hmm. but it's just all kind of weird to me. So for right now, I don't like the value on Sean Tucker. So that's it. That's all we got for you. We Gentlemen, go. it's been fun. It's been real fun. Sad boy, Sean had a good time. So until next time, everybody, make sure you uh, pull over the car, stop doing the dishes, whatever it is you're doing. Check out the links down below. We got SeatGeek. We got Underdog. Forgot to throw Dan in here tonight, but he's out there. Um, check out our new spread shop. Link is down there as well. And yeah, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Sign up for an entire year and you get a 10% discount. 10% is great. In this economy, sign everyone up. So until next time, everybody, for Chev and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. See you guys next week.